Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COB is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Welcome to the COB this Thursday afternoon. I'm Juliet Sarley and uh, quite the nice rebound we had in late afternoon trade. It was looking a little bit sluggish, you know, this core inflation data we're expecting out of the US weighing on a little bit of trepidation. But don't forget as well, it is the end of the month, end of February and officially of reporting season. Certainly a lot of buying coming through, whether or not that's window dressing, who knows, but seven tenths of 1% higher there on the CBO 200. Just having a look at the ASX 200, up six tenths of 1%, 42.7,702. 7, we do love that psychological momentum uh, just clawing back above that uh, 7,700 level. And uh, really, of course, a lot of momentum in terms of following the Aussie dollar uh, momentum in Bitcoin as well. So a positive session for the market. We are always looking for themes to discuss trading and today, of course, the Thursday rebound that I mentioned and summer and reporting season coming to an end. Look, I've been looking at FN Arena's corporate results monitor. And really, it just does look like everybody has been telling us on Ausbee is a very mixed bag, about a third beating expectations, about a third in line, maybe just under a third missing. Um, but of course, as Martin Lakos from Macquarie was just telling me, and as we know, it's always about the, po- it's the guidance, it's where the bar was, and uh, whether or not these companies think that they are starting to see some good momentum in the second half of full year 24 as well. Now, I've got shoppers returning there, and of course, it's off a low base because December very much disappointed and that was really on that seasonality that perhaps we're switching uh, Christmas shopping more to November when those sales came through. December was a a bit of a shocker but retail sales did rise uh, more than 1% in January. The trend though still very much weak and of course that will all flow through into the RBA's thinking as well. Let's have a quick look at some of the sectors uh, in terms of interest rate uh, sensitive sectors. Most of the REIT it's higher today. You can see Charter Hall up by 2.4%. Consumer discretionary on the back of that retail sales figure. Harvey Norman, which we'll get to, of course, uh, looking very solid, up 5%. Premier Investments up one5 JB Hi-Fi West Farm has also had a good day. When it comes to the industrial sector, uh, Reese is lower, I think. Think it could have been ex-dividend. Um, Transurban Brambles, Computer Share 7 Group, all tracking higher and just getting caught up on some of those, uh, of course, 
company news, um, Harvey Norman, it had, a, it had a bullish outlook. Jerry Harvey, confident the retailer is well placed for a rebound in the building cycle. Sales and earnings did fall sharply, though, in the first six months of the year. South 32 flagged a potential deal to sell its Illawarra coal business for up to $2.5 billion. Shares up by almost 5%. Star Entertainment was up almost 8%, despite reporting a 14% fall in revenue as it faces licence problems in Sydney. Ramsey Health was up 7.5%. It did cut its dividend and warn margins were under pressure because of rising costs. And Booktopia was down around 10% after its net loss widened. Uh, Auditors flagging worries there over its balance sheet and cash flows. All right, let's get all the latest on his take on the markets and welcome to the COB, Henry Jennings from Marcus Today. Henry, we made it. I was actually thinking you might have an end of, <laughs> end of reporting season hat for us, but uh, what would that be? What What do you give in terms... Oh. You're going to find one? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I could. <laughs> um, what sort of report card would you give Corporate Australia? Uh, hi, Juliet. I, I guess the report card, I, I think, has been pretty good. What we have seen is quite extreme volatility initially on some results, only to be reversed in other results. But I think the key for me this reporting season, the key word, instead of being challenging, which we've seen in previous reporting seasons, has been control. And not only a control of costs, which have been a key plank in the tech rally as well. If you look at Meta, the control of the cost there was a big, big reason why we saw that rise there. Tech stocks in the US have not been particularly good at being, uh, well, should we say, all those table tennis tables and uh, futsal machines don't pay for themselves, do they? So they have been quite generous in the past, and there's certainly some fat to trim there. But cost cutting and control of costs I think has been a factor both in the US and in Australia, big time here, but not just cost control, but also control of the prices that you charge people, the the pricing power you have. And we saw that with someone like James Hardy, with Borel, with CSR. These are all uh, building product companies that have pricing power. They have unique products and many other companies as well have unique products which give them pricing power. Now, the consumer may squeal, uh, they may complain about inflationary pressures, etc. But at the end of the day, if you don't have any choice, you don't have any choice. And that's really part of it. It has turned a little political, obviously, with the supermarkets, Woolies and Coles. But you look at something like the insurance sector, which when you look at the companies that dominate, they have multiple brands at multiple price points, I guess, in multiple different products. But when you look at the inflation numbers, the big driver of inflation has been insurance premiums. And these guys have had it pretty good in terms of bond yields as well. You know, those have been going pretty well. Uh, Again, the big banks, good results from the big banks, although we only got updates from three of them. Uh, and CBA, the odd one out, of course, on a different cycle. But certainly, you know, once again, you know, there's very limited choice in Australia. And, and, you know, the banks get you while you're young. And although everyone's encouraged to shop around, we're all a bit lazy, aren't we, Juliet? And we tend to stick with the banks that we've known for a long time. <laughs> very, very true. Um, as I go through credit card applications, sticking yeah. to the same one that I already know. Um, yeah. When you look at the the overall market sentiment today, I mean, a bit of a run into the end today uh, on the close. But you, you're also looking at these takeovers abound. I mean, what does that tell us about the picture of corporate Australia as well, particularly some of these big overseas companies coming for our builders? 
Well, we're cheap. Let's face it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we've hit an all-time high today, uh, just above seventy-seven hundred. I haven't seen the close yet. We're still four minutes away, but that should be an all-time high. You know, we've seen even cocoa, which is you know, who would have thought that's had an amazing year? We look at Bitcoin and say, wow, how has that done well? But cocoa's up one hundred and twenty-five percent this year. U.S. markets at record highs. Our Aussie dollar still stumbling around at sixty-five cents. Uh, it is a proxy for Chinese growth, and of course, that really isn't there. So our solid blue chip companies are disappearing at an mighty rate of knots. We've got CSR, we've got Boral, we've got Altium, uh, there's Costa Group. Uh, we even had some rumors today that Iris was in the sights of some private equity players. So we're losing companies left, right and center from the ASX. And uh, you know, with 65 cents of the Aussie dollar, it does look cheap, our stocks do look cheap uh, compared to uh, some of their peers overseas. So I don't think it's a surprise that we've kicked the month higher. There's a lot of fatigue as well around. A lot of analysts have been pouring over late nights by the candles, uh, going through their Excel spreadsheets and updating, etc. So there is a bit of fatigue around, but I think the bias remains to the upside. And, you know, I, I read something today on uh, on Bloomberg suggesting that, you know, what is possible what is a possible negative out there? There doesn't seem to be too many negatives out there. The U.S. market is uh, is a Teflon, and we're going through this Goldilocks period. The GDP is strong, job growth, etc. It's all pretty strong. Who needs rate cuts? Let's face it. At the end of the day, inflation's come down. It may be sticky. Uh, it may bubble up a little higher on the back of oil prices. But really and truly, the, the market doesn't need rate cuts at the moment. Uh, it needs the hope, potentially, I guess, of rate cuts. But uh, for the time being, it doesn't. So, um, and and when you look at those retail numbers today, uh, although you know they were a little bit below estimates, 1.1 against 1.5, but household good retailing and clothing, footwear, and personal, 2.3, 2.4. You know, department stores, 1.7. Food retailing was where it got hit, down 0.1 percent. So people are out there still spending money. No wonder the retailers are in demand. And people are also buying Bitcoin, which you touched on there, Henry. What do you think about that momentum in Aussie dollar terms, I think, a record? Uh, well, yeah, it's getting close to a record in US dollar terms. We do have an event coming up. Let's face it. We do have an event in April. Uh, we're not far away. It's called a halving, uh, where Bitcoin goes through this process every four years. And uh, it basically halves the number. Well, it, it makes the effort to mine a Bitcoin twice as much and halves the reward for mining. So limits the number of Bitcoins in circulation. Now, I know we always talk about, you know, it's different this time and it isn't. Well, this time it really is different for Bitcoin because we've never experienced uh, a halving. The last one back in 2020, we've never experienced a halving where we've had ETF demand, retail demand as we have had now. This is the first time we've had a halving with the ETFs. And traditionally, I have to say, the halving does produce uh, less Bitcoins in circulation, uh, harder to mine, obviously, because that's the whole point of it. And uh, it gets uh, more costly uh, in that respect in terms of buying the ones that are in circulation. So the price of Bitcoin pushes up. And I would not be surprised to see it push through $70,000 as we approach this halving, which is sort of mid-April there. So uh, it's a weird mechanism, but it's designed to keep the number of Bitcoins in circulation at around, I think it's 22 Uh, 0.1 million or something like that, 22 million Bitcoins. And I I don't think uh, we'll get to that uh, that number until 
well into the future. Henry, always a pleasure. Thanks so much for taking time out for us today. Henry Jennings from Marcus today. The stock of the day was zero. I mean, in, in line with the theme, um, I'd be happy to hold this one till the 29th of February 2028. Um, <laughs> Uh, and and possibly, I bet from an immediate point of view, um, I, I probably wouldn't necessarily buy today. Um, but if you if you had to hold for four years, I think I think it wouldn't make a hell of a lot of difference whether you got in at ninety or hundred dollars or one twenty five where it is now. Yeah. Um, I think this this it's a great company um, who I think under under new management um, is is executing um, you know like a business, not like you know a, a revenue fueled sort of behemoth wow so expect more good things to come i do like the company's rule of 40 um performance um and that is um really compelling if you are holding it um for the next um for the next leap here as well um and basically uh this is basically suggesting that we could see future cash flows jump over 40 percent um and that's because management have affirmed that that rule is going to be delivered. So they're expecting urgent earning margins to grow at a clip of 40% um, every year. So that's pretty, that's pretty exciting. And that was a special leap year special of the call. We only get February 29, of course, every four years. Well, our annual subscriber survey is open until March 13th. We'd love it if you could take a few minutes and fill it out so we can make Ausbiz better for you. To sweeten the deal, someone is going to win a managed investment portfolio from MPC Markets worth $5,000. There's other prizes too. Just go to ausbiz.co slash survey 24. Let's have a look at some of the after-close market leaders on a day when, uh, as Henry mentioned, uh, potentially record highs there on the ASX 200. The Star Entertainment Group up almost 8%. Um, It did face a 14% fall in revenue as it faces license problems in Sydney. But of course, pointing to the fact that it sees uh, the next six months looking okay. Ramsey Health also doing well after its results. Imugene up by 6.4%. Polynovo and Centuria Capital also looking good. In terms of the laggards today, um, Chalice Mining, that had a good day yesterday, down 10%. ResMed, Nine Entertainment, Johns Ling and Helios. In the small end of town, the leaders were Bougainville Copper. We had closed the loop, Metro Mining, Centaurus Metals and EML Payments all having good days of 10% or more. To the downside in the small end of town, Ainsworth Game Technology, Neurotech, Ost Finance, Chalice Mining and 88 Energy were amongst the losers. Well, of course, the core PCE data is the key for investors in terms of the focus and direction of where we'll see markets and potentially the next move from the Fed. We've also got um, some of these early unemployment claims coming through, um, personal income and spending, the Kansas City Fed Manufacturing Index, Best Buy, Dell, Hewlett-Packard Enterprises, all releasing earnings. Uh, Bostic also speaking and GDP from our mates in Canada Air. 
All right, Nadine will not like me saying that. Um, in terms of tomorrow, we've got house price data, New Zealand consumer confidence. The LBNZ Governor Orr will be speaking, uh, Japan unemployment rate and consumer confidence coming through and global manufacturing PMI. So a busy Friday and of course, the first day of March. And a very solid rebound coming through into the market, uh, testing these records, the SIBO 200 up 7 tenths of 1%. And having a look at the ASX 200, 7,703 points. Again, 43 points or six tenths of 1%. That does it for Thursday. That does it for February. We'll see you again from 9.40 Eastern tomorrow. Have a good evening. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.